Yep, go ahead. Good afternoon, uh, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode 65 of Pillar Talk. I'm sitting here with Grammy Award-winning producer Frankie Biggs. What's up, man? How, how are you? Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I've been hitting the bong a little hard before you guys uh, before <laughs> we started. Well, I'm a record producer, man, and uh, I listen. Or I, I live in Barcelona, Spain. I'm from Monroe, Michigan originally and uh yeah man i'm out here doing my thing you made it out of monroe there's so many there's so many dreams for so many of us monroeans (laughs) especially to go to barcelona dude uh so i was lucky so why'd you move out to barcelona oh my wife is catalan and she's originally from here and so we tried we tried the whole having her come to uh, the United States. We were doing the 90 day fiance type thing before, before it became a TV show. Right. So, um, <clears throat> but I was not going to move her to, to Monroe. To Monroe. It was just not going to fucking happen. So yeah, we went to Florida and we, we gave it a good shot there. And, and she just, my career, once I started, you know, getting more popular with my job and I won a Grammy and, all these wonderful things started to happen. It was, I was at a part where, you know, I, I was able to, to leave, you know what I mean? Right. right. Without sounding like a douchebag financially that came, right. that came for me and I was able to take off. And then one day she's just like, Hey man, uh, you know, the United States is not what I thought it was. I'm really not having a fun time here. And there's just, I think that we could do better in Spain. And I'm like, Hey man, my kids are, are, older let's let's fucking go we got the money now let's let's make it work so we did it man and it's it was one of the best things that i've done in my life oh really well i mean because if you think about it other countries really do think it's the promised land over here they think it's it's the fucking the bee's knees and it fucking sucks here everybody's offended (laughs) (laughs) so so you made the move so when do you when did you actually move out there uh, let's see. It was, I've been back and forth for the last 15 years, but steady here for about eight years, of eight years inside that 15 years. That's sweet. So yeah, man, just kind of, she, you know, put herself through law school and just did all kinds of things and became a music business executive out here in Spain. And also oh, you came yeah. out here and you had some fucking avenues to, to go explore anyway. So that's sweet, dude. Um, yeah. And is your is your career getting better because you're in Barcelona now? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mainly because of of um, I experienced uh, as a Latino, I, I I experienced racism on both sides, you know, white and black, and 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 even Latino actually. And because that's a factor in someone's career, especially in the entertainment business. Uh, tends to make things difficult you know what i mean because right. you don't you don't know where you're where you're navigating as you're making your way through this industry right but the european industry is somewhat more honest <clears throat> still crooks <clears throat> let's not get it twisted but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> meaning that i think the quality of people are better here is when it comes to business like if somebody says i want to work with you but i can't right now because i can't afford you but give me a year in the united states if somebody says that to you you're like yeah whatever but these people actually, you know what I mean? They 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 really 
make it work and they they're, they're about their words. So I, I'm, I was very shocked and surprised and pleasantly blessed with, with honesty. You know what I mean? Right. That's, so. that's kind of cool. So what, like you're your own producer. Do you have your own record label? I do. I have a partner named Carlos Valderrama and we own a label along with my wife. She's a partner uh, called Brahma music. And it's been in existence for over 20 some years. It was a house label uh, in Chicago and we were doing house music back in the, the early late eighties, early nineties. And then it just kind of, you know, I always wanted to be part of that label. I was just like this young producer hanging out, doing that kind of music. And <clears throat> I knew Carlos and that was his label. And it just always, I always wanted to be part of it. And so later on, uh, I got, I started working for universal music. I got a record deal and, and this is about 2006, 2007. And I hadn't seen Carlos in years. <clears throat> I didn't know that he moved to Florida. And I was I was on tour, kind of a, a promo tour with the group that I was in. And he came through, man. It was great to see him. And next thing you know, it was like, uh, hey, what do you think about getting Ramo Record, you know, back on, on the map? And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, I want to I restart it and I want to make you a, a, an owning partner. Oh. And that was a dream. That was a, that, that was, so now I own the label I've always wanted to, to have. And not to mention, <clears throat> I had won a Grammy with, with Sony music. So it was a little easy to navigate through the Sony waters. And, right. and it just so happened that my partner had secured a deal with the orchard and Sony bought that. And we, we got grandfathered into this label deal. So yeah, we own a record label under the uh, Sony music. That's fucking sweet, dude. Congratulations. Thank your, you. Your a lot of work. dream came true. Uh, when did you know that you wanted to be a music producer? Ooh, shit, man. The title, when I was 14. But I was already going through the actions when I was a kid. So every time the jazz band played at Cantrick or the junior high there in Monroe, I, I, I was the little fucker with the with the with the, the jukebox, you know, record and play. I always recorded everything. And then I'd go back and study everything. And so I've always had that audio engineer thing about me. Huh. <clears throat> when I was driving around town and shit, I had big ass speakers and I knew how to wire them in a certain way and use different things to kind of have a loud ass truck or car, whatever. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what in your life made you start pursuing it full time? <clears throat> hmm. Mm, my parents, because both of them, when right before I was born in the 60s, they had a, a band and they toured a few times with Santana when he came to the Midwest. Okay. My, and it was my dad's band and my mom was a singer and they would host different artists like that, bigger artists that would come through. And so that was one of the biggest things was that they they had uh santana come through <clears throat> and they, they their band got to back him up in this little midwestern uh you know tour that they did but i mean i knew that and also my dad used to cut records in with this band in his living room so like he would record them and then he had like a fucking lathe and shit in his living room and my mom and dad were like making oh, records man so you were you know born into it you were born into it <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, man. A family yeah, yeah. of they, fucking producers. Yeah. Well, and yeah, my dad just really he was he was a trumpet player and 
a bass player. I mean, and we were just, we were born into it. And then a couple of times, you know, they did some big shows and, you know, I think there's a picture somewhere with me on stage, the full fucking venue and shit. And I'm, I'm sleeping against a kick drum. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You got to live that dream to make it come true, bro. It's true. And then I became a drummer and I toured around the world. I toured with, with Queensryche and some really awesome metal bands out here in Europe. Sweet. So, yeah. That's awesome. Did my thing. Now you're <clears throat> Grammy Award winning, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a story by itself. Thank you, yep. man. Uh, well, let's hear story. it. Yeah, yeah, let's hear that story. Fuck, man. That story. Well, I'm, if you don't mind, I'd like to take a hit. Yeah, do it. All right, I mean. Go ahead, bro. Actually, you know what? I will, too, Josh. <clears throat> Because that story is 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 a good one. Let's take you know before everybody, even the viewers watching, even watch this. Take a hit before you hear this, because this shit's about to go down. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Got my little double bubbler. Yeah, it sounded pretty. Double bubble. <laughs> Sounds like bubble gum, baby. Ooh, tastes like it. <laughs> so <clears throat> I was living in Sanford, Florida with my wife. And we just had this little ass apartment and shit, just getting things going. She was a, a singer at that time. And uh, we had put out a couple records uh, or we had put out a record and then we were in the middle of making her her second record. So about a year before that, I was in my I used to go to Miami a lot because I was working for Universal Music down there. So I was back and forth quite a bit. So one of the times that I was down there, uh, one of the Universal guys was like, hey, bro, um, come through to the studio uh, because there's this salsero, which means a salsa guy, a legend, named Oscar de Leon. I'm like, well, fuck, of course I know Oscar de Leon is, is the fucking man. He's, he's legendary in salsa music next to Celia Cruz. <clears throat> so... I didn't even know this guy was still alive or anything. So went there and I, this old man comes out, man, he doesn't speak much English and I don't speak much Spanish. So the, the, the conversation was, was a bit interesting, yep. <laughs> but it was, it was cool because, you know, I'm meeting this legend. And so I really didn't know what I was doing then. There wasn't really, didn't tell me anything. So they're like, Hey man. So we got this song that he did years ago. That was a hit called mentiras, which means liars. Excuse me. And we we're thinking of doing this reggaeton thing over it. Could you could you spit on it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. You know, sure. So I came up with 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 the lyrics and everything, and it was dope. And I got to hang out with this dude, and you know, meet him and some of the Sony execs that were with Didn't him, his manager. Was shit. saying, <laughs> what's that? Didn't know a word he was saying. Just sitting there, like, dude, I'm hanging just, out. With yeah, him. just hanging with him. He was right. showing. He was dancing. He's like, look, I'm 60, and I can still, you know. He was like, right. he was just a, a, a. I mean, Puerto Rican people are very, very lively, energetic fuckers, and he he definitely he's puerto rican venezuelan so that like the energy he had more energy than me at that age so it was a right. pleasure to watch this guy dance and then later on in that week the uh, they call me back and they're like hey man um so we're doing this record with this guy and we like some of your beats we want to use some of your music and you know and i'm like yeah that's fucking great man you know let's do it so again i showed up made a track 
they showed me some other stuff. <clears throat> I did a bunch of stuff on that record. Just spotty stuff, production, basically, part of right. that whole thing. And that was it, man. You know, I I said, hey, man, it's great, because I was I was working on other shit. I was working on a tour. You know what I mean? Like, I had other stuff going, so this was really, really quick, quick shit. You know what I mean? That I'm just getting in there and getting out. And uh, so then, fast forward about a year and a half, I'm in Florida, and my wife and I had this ritual back then. Every Sunday, we would just eat bullshit, and then we would diet the rest of the fucking week because we're bullshit hogs. So, <laughs> we're so you know that we were we were we were doing all right, man. You know what I mean? We're doing we're doing our thing, and this particular Sunday uh, was boring as fuck. We couldn't find dick on TV. Nothing. There was nothing. We and we are TV heads, and we love to eat and watch TV. So we weren't finding anything. It was getting frustrated. Ordered pizza. So I'm standing there with a fucking piece of pizza, and I'm in my boxer shorts, yes. my underwear, and I I have the control, and I'm going through the fucking channels to see if we're gonna see anything. So I'm getting frustrated. So I hand her the shit. So. And I'm telling her, like, damn, dude, you know, they don't, man, they ain't shit. I, I was complaining. And all of a sudden, she flips over to a channel, and we see this artist that we know uh, from Barcelona. And she's on a red carpet, and she's dressed in red and all the shit. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, fuck is, what is she, who the, where is she at? You know yeah. what I mean? And I, and at first, because the, the, the footage looked beautiful, man. It looked like a fucking... Maybelline, K and I thought that's what it was, some kind of a like fashion commercial. fucking thing. Because I see it, because it just looked staged like that, and there's okay. just all these pictures and shit like that. I'm like, and then I realized it wasn't a commercial. I'm like, well, what the hell, man? So I'm, all of a sudden, it flashes on there, the Latin Grammy Awards in Los Angeles. And so we're like, yeah, it's fucking awesome, right? So now we have something to watch. So now we start watching. I sit down. We, we're smashing pizza. Yeah, now, some pizza. cool thing about the Grammys is that I know a lot of people that are there. So we're always trying to find the people that we know Knowing and the talk crowd. shit. Yeah, okay. Look at this <laughs> just talk shit about them. Well, we're so jealous that we're not there. That's a fake Louis so, Vuitton suit right there. Look at that. <laughs> look at this motherfucker. Right. They owe me 10 bucks. That's anyway. fake gold, bro. That's fake gold, bro. He borrowed that from me. <laughs> it's, it's just constant shit talking the whole way through because we're right. both so jealous that we're not there. We didn't get invited to nothing. So anyways, you know, we're talking shit, whatever, and I get another piece of piece. I'm standing there at the TV, and all of a sudden, it says, we would like, the Grammy Association would like to thank the following uh, pre-Grammy winners. And then... The, the scrolling starts on the bottom, right? Like all the people that now there's two cat, there's, there's the Grammys, right? But the, they don't always, there's so many Grammys that they can only get to the most important ones. And mm -hmm. that's what makes the big show Right. The smaller, the other Grammys. And I shouldn't say, I don't want to say it's, 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 they're not less important. The they're just Grammys. That, like, yeah, just like there's still, still Grammys. Grammy. They just didn't yeah. make the, you know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, all of a sudden, man, we, I see his name go by and then everybody that was associated with that record and my name and I just watch it just scroll by. And it was like slow motion and the pizza was not in my hand anymore. It had promptly fallen on the floor. It was all slow motion, man. I, I look over at my wife and it's slow motion, man. She jumps up and she's just jumping up and down. And I'm like, what? And she's hugging me. Congratulations. And, and I'm like, man, I can't. 
you know, I can't even believe it, man. And then all of a sudden my phone rang and cat from Universal. So I'm like, hey man, what's up? And he's like, hey man, congratulations, man. You won, you won. And and I'm like, hey man, where are you? And he's like, I'm at the Grammys. I'm like, you could have fucking told me. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? Like I didn't even know we were nominated. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! I, I, it was bittersweet, but more sweet than bitter. I, yeah. I was just like, you know, I would have loved to have gone there. That would have been nice to instead, have my wife and instead to you be won, able to. Instead, you won a Grammy in your boxers, dude. That's cool <laughs> as fuck, bro. Yeah, <laughs> with and a that, piece of pizza. In and your it hand. was crazy because the year before, man, you know, or a couple, yeah, a couple of years before, it was 2000, 2004. Uh, cause that, that was 2007, but in 2004, I went to the Grammys in Los Angeles and the cat that had signed me first before I got signed to Sony first before universal. So that cat, he's a producer, he produces JLo and Mark Anthony and all these people. And he's the cat that signed me. And so the year that I was there, I had just signed with these cats and <clears throat> he's like, Hey man, um, are you going to be there all day? I'm like, yeah, I just got here. It's like fucking two 30 in the afternoon. I'm like, I'm here. I'm cause I'm in LA by myself. You know what I'm saying? I don't really have anybody. So it, he, uh, he won all these Grammys and I got to accept them. You know what I mean? And it was cool because they're like Sergio George, you know, this, it was the pre Grammy stuff. So I got to go up there and he asked me to do that. So it was cool. I just wish I would have had that moment for myself. And that's what mm -hmm. I was thinking when I was up there. I'm like, well, he's not here. I'll take these for him. You know what I mean? And yeah. shit like that. I was like, I just want once to be able to get up there and do it. So I felt kind of robbed a bit that, that I wasn't, you know, invited. Right. Yeah. That's but whatever. What... Fuck it. It doesn't matter. Because it's a Grammy. I to retire after that, a Grammy so. is a Grammy. Oh, you got that. Yeah. That puts you into retirement. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> mother oh, yeah. dude. Tear ups, oh, yeah, yeah, tear ups, yeah, yeah. always saying, "Yeah, I'm famous. Give me a Grammy." <laughs> and I don't even do anything to get yeah, a Grammy. He doesn't even. I, do I music. live in Barcelona. That's 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 all right. I can say. Yep. I, I'll say it in that way. But I, look, it's not easy either. It's not like I'm some fucking million millionaire. I'm, it's nothing like that. It's just because anything could, could could be lost in a day. Yeah, I right. could lose everything. You know 100%. what I mean? But ho hopefully that doesn't happen, and I don't anticipate that. But if it does, it does. I don't give a fuck. To me, money's not really real. It's just who you are as a person inside. Yep. Yeah. Money's yeah. just the shit. Money's just the root of all evil, is no, what I think. It's it's just it's needed right now. Get, you know, it's necessary. It. Yeah. It's the necessary evil. I mean, that's that's it, the part. It's, we can't that's live why with it or it's without so evil. it. Unfortunately. Yeah. If we, if we but could, how's that weed in Michigan? Oh my it's pretty god, great. this shit's fucking great, brother. You guys are so lucky, man. Dude, Damn, dude. You live in Barcelona, bro. Yes, dude. And, <laughs> and it's but you here. gotta understand, it's like anything else. Over here, the weed is different. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. Fucking a couple hours south, the weed's different. Here, man. Every here. time I go back to Monroe, though, man, my son hooks it up, and I'm just like, man, I. It's it's better, and I have to say this, and I'm going on record saying it because I'm in Amsterdam all the time. The weed in Monroe is better than Amsterdam. Don't get oh, it twisted. Dude. Don't get it twisted. <clears throat> there was a time when Amsterdam had great weed, but that is no more. Now it is so commercialized that it's it's just it's kind of like a, a, a restaurant. 
You know what I mean? Like they 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 go they go hard when they open up. You get the best of the best of the food, and then once they start, you know, getting real busy, they start budgeting. They start yes, they start laxing and shit, and you yep. kind of you taste it. Well, it's the same with the weed in Amsterdam. Well, so, that'll happen when nobody else is allowed to grow weed. Well, you know, yeah. everybody <laughs> also, wants to go there for the weed, and then now it's yeah. it's legal. I don't fucking care about going. To well, Amsterdam. that's why I grow mine right behind me, the dark box there. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. That's sweet. That's that's sitting in my studio, so that's I don't have to go too far. You right. Know what I mean, right in the. So do you still do you still work in retirement a little bit or what? Because you got oh, a whole I studio. Mean, retired meaning that I I can do whatever I want now. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't have to punch in. I don't have a clock or anything like that, or have to worry about it. But you still work well, right now. A retirement plan, but yeah, so I'm good in that in that way. Um, I'm sorry, I'm high. What was the question again? <laughs> Oh, oh yes, I still do work. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you nice. sorry, my bad. Good I thing. forgot yeah, it for yeah. a second too. I was like, "What the fuck did I just say?" What did I say? <laughs> no, man. So it, yeah, I still do that, and I'm now I'm kind of starting to move into the Hollywood, you know, scene, which is pretty cool. And a real good friend of mine, he's one of my best friends, Tommy Davidson, who's a legendary oh, comedian. Yeah. So we're, we've got a couple projects that we're we're doing and there's some folks over here too that that work at showtime and hbo and it's been really cool linking with those folks and now getting to the point where you know we can get into movies and tv series and stuff like that which is i'm building my my catalog so that i can start pitching my music to movies and stuff like that i've already made a couple placements but it's also not just doing music for that but also doing like shooting movies and and editing so everything the whole gamut and it's it's cool so it's well if you ever want to fly a couple of goofballs out to spain for a movie we're down i'll be a fucking movie star (laughs) you know man let me tell you something i i've had an idea for the longest time and i'll just pitch it to you guys now uh i have always wanted to do a movie in monroe and it and and it it takes place in Monroe, and I'm talking about a high-budget film about a drug dealer and a cop and the the little war that ensues between that. You know what I mean? And and I've always thought Monroe would be the perfect setting because it's such a bedroom community. You know what I mean? Yep. And that everybody's so fucking nosy, though. Yep. You know what I mean? That it takes it to... It is the bedroom communities with the blinds wide open. You know what I mean? Shit, I've and seen this movie play out like seven times. I'm cool with it. <laughs> I want to be in this movie. Yeah. That- thought about it, man. I thought about doing something like that and, and reaching out to people like there's there's an actor here, Ernie. If you guys know uh you guys know Ernie. I've heard guys- of him. I've heard of him. I I think I've seen him on Facebook. Yeah, man. So he's done a lot of <laughs> lot of he did the, the something in Detroit on comedy. Comedy Central, and he's been on a lot of stuff. So yeah, man, it's 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 kind of that whole idea of doing stuff. But I don't know a lot. You know, I've pitched it to some folks, and everybody kind of gives that that slant slant eyes. You know, kind of like yeah. like I'm like, well, I mean, look, man, I'm not saying I was born in Monroe. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's not like I'm not going to talk shit about Monroe. It's because I'm from here, but. There's some cool stuff in Monroe that needs to come out. It's, I a, agree. it's historic as shit, dude. Monroe is real historic. Yeah. I mean, we're bad motherfuckers too. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. I, Monroe, Monroe, Monroe guys have a fucking reputation of showing up and beating people up. 
I'm not saying it's a good thing, by the way. I'm just saying we don't take any shit. I feel like Monroe's on the come up. I dude. Yeah. Uh oh. It's okay. Pop back in. Um, my battery's dead. Uh oh. It's okay. Fucked up. Yeah. Just come over here. Just come over here. I'm good. I'll be right here. (laughs) I can still talk. Okay. Whatever. Or can I come over there? Yeah, you can come over here, and I can set everything back up. Oh, I don't have a mic over there, do I? The mic's right here. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Shit, what were we talking about now? The movie. Okay. Oh, yeah, the movie. Uh, I think it'd be cool, man. I I mean... I I think it would it would work real good because uh, uh there's it's a good it's a good movie with it'd be good drama there would be a lot of uh oh no and people people would like it because I I've seen the struggles of a lot of people like even I know cops and I know drug dealers in Monroe right you know yeah. and fuck dude that would be cool to kind of see it put together dude Monroe's real historic. They got a lot of a lot of cool shit, bro. The the town looks sweet. So but I don't know. I, I think Monroe's sweet. I, I was born and raised, so I'm a little bit biased, but fuck. Right. I'd make no, a fucking movie. I, I think it'd be it'd be kind of a a cool thing. You know what I mean? I, I think that, that Monroe can serve its I mean, they, they did they not shoot the Transformers? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, outside of Monroe, I mean they've they've done big movies and stuff like that. I know it's just I, I think there's a lot of talent in Monroe, and I think that there needs to be an outlet. And ever, and ever since we started this podcast and wanted to showcase the talent, I was like, how many how many people around here are doing shit, following their dreams, you know? And then I started looking, and I was like, holy fuck, Monroe is lit with people doing shit, dude. There's uh, music. Uh, art uh clothing there's i mean just and we've barely even scratched the surface of what was going on in monroe everybody's out here doing people making (laughs) fucking movies and shit Uh, we got we know uh uh what is that videographer that's doing he's gonna make a, a documentary about monroe gonna actually make the history of monroe and shit like that so fuck dude there's a lot of shit that goes on here and well, another initiative that I'm taking up that I'd love to see Monroe get involved with, but I, I don't know if there's this element there is is talking really, really tough with the World Dance Federation. And those folks are the people who who are going they are heading the the uh, tournaments for the breakdancing category in the Olympics 2024 in Paris. And I want to be there. You know what I mean? Like me and Tommy were talking about. It. I'm like, he needs to be, he needs to be the official Olympic, you know, fucking Director. comedian. And and oh. and I, and I wanna, and I wanna, I wanna DJ. I wanna DJ the the breakdancing events. And so you know, putting and I've been talking to these people, and it's been a hmm, you know. And it's like, well, look, I'm not only doing that. I only want to do that. <coughs> I also would love to do a, <coughs> a documentary. That's outlining a troupe of break dancers that are on their way to compete in Paris in 2024. Oh, that would and, be that would be cool. Yeah, man. From from here to there is what is what I'm 
was what I'm thinking about, you know. Do the road, the and, road to the, the road to the Olympics. The road to the Olympics, yeah, man. You know, because it that's his story. I mean, that's history. That's that's going to be a historic event. And fuck yeah, I want to be there, man. Are you kidding me? I want I want to be part of that. And I, and I think that that I don't deserve anything in this world. But at least I think I deserve some respect in that way. And I think that for for the work that I've put into the hip hop community. I would love it'd be an honor to serve it back. Right. You know what I mean? To, yeah. to be there in the Olympics. And, and, and I want that opportunity to be able to do that because that's going to be history. That would be sweet. That would be well, that's what we're doing. And, and of course, you know, I think of Monroe a lot and I think, well, are there break dancers there? You know what I mean? Is there, Should I bust is, are there, I'm sure in Detroit <laughs> there is, but. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't dance for shit, bro. Uh, I used to be able to, man, but, uh, I'm broke dance. That's what's going on with me. <laughs> I, I like that idea. Uh, how, how could you get that going? You've been producing just, you know, music. It's still a couple years away, but the the it's kind of one of these things where you reach out to them and say, look, we're we're ready to do what's, what's needed. I just found out that Wesley Snipes is actually the he's, – he's kind of involved in bringing awareness to to that. So I reached out to a few people out there in Hollywood, like, Hey, can you like put me in touch with dude? Because I mean, he's got, he just, he's got this, you know, the new movie that just premiered, you know, the, the um, coming to America too. Like I'm sure he's busy, but I would love to head up something, some kind of a committee, something to bring awareness to, to, to the category at the Olympics and, and have some kind of representation. It would be great to have Monroe some type of just, not just me, but to have somebody, We've done it before. We've had Olympians in Monroe before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know, damn sure know that there's some good dancers. So it'd be nice. It's kind of a pipe dream, but it's something I'm working on. And regardless, I'm going to be there. Hey, you know what I mean? Dreams are dreams, bro. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't, that's the one thing I tell a lot of people. Like, how, do you, how did you do it? Because I just didn't stop, man. Like, nobody in high school liked me that much. You know what I mean? And it, it wasn't that they didn't like me and it wasn't like I was bitching about it. It was just they didn't understand me. And I was just a little too driven to 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 do what I wanted to do. I knew that that high school wasn't going to be like life. You know what right. I'm saying? So I, I didn't play football. I didn't do any of that that stuff. That wasn't my life because I knew there was something beyond that. Just so. Just just stayed to yourself and fucking i did and and i didn't get invited to parties i didn't you know i wasn't the most popular cat but that's cool because you know and people talk shit about me i got all kinds of stuff thrown at me but it's i just kind of stayed my course man yeah i mean i just did my thing i'm a grammy winning mother what did you guys do (laughs) they still partying those motherfuckers that were partying are still partying right now well i think it was was funny was recently I had two people tell me something about myself about back then that I thought was really interesting, which was <clears throat> one of my cousins said amongst the other cousins, we used to, we used to, uh, and this was kind of rude, but this is, this is the way it was. Like we didn't know how long or what was going to happen with you. Like what you were going to turn out to be, or if you were even going to last long enough to do anything, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. And then I heard I heard somebody else tell me about myself in high school, which kind of was the same thing. Like people always ask you, whatever happened to that guy? You know, 
this this pipe dream being a, a a drummer and blah 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 and all this stuff and so there was a lot of shade that was thrown my way because i was just driven to do what i was doing so it's funny because now those same people they don't think that i know that i heard their, their shit but those same people are the ones that get to go to my profile and take a look at see exactly what i did because winning grammys wasn't the only thing i became a professor of, of music technology and science Ooh. and i got hired by you know uh um giles lewis and and uh paul mccartney i was scouted to be able oh, to become you. a professor and they they were the reason why i even was able to get uh uh a permit and everything in, in in liverpool to be able to teach here so i'm really grateful for that but to my haters i say thank you man because without you i could probably wouldn't have done that yeah, you know without, I mean? without without that fucking uh, that negativity, you wouldn't have been able to be like, you know what, dude, I'm gonna prove these motherfuckers wrong. And look at you I now, don't... bro. You, that little pipe dream turned into a fucking. You retired in Barcelona, bro. And, and thank God, man. It's it's without without the the universe or God or Jesus, whatever you pray to. The same with me. It was there was some divine intervention yep. in 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 my in my case and because i mean i was i was also i wasn't the best person in my past either you know what i mean i was i was a piece of shit i was a fucking douche and i did a lot of dumb things and was part of a lot of stuff that i'm not proud of but it just took for me to 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 change it took a a jolt in my life you gotta hold yourself accountable man i did and and the the and what i got out of it was the hardest thing was forgiving myself for some of the things that I did. And that's, that's the hardest thing. It wasn't about whether people would forgive me or whether God would forgive me or anything. It was, it was just, I had to forgive myself, man, you know, and, and, and people talk a lot of shit. I, I, now I'm able to, to, uh, for instance, um, I'm producing a celebrity here and I see what she goes through. She posts one thing and she gets, you know, hundreds of thousands of likes and everything. But she takes seriously a lot of the the harsh things that are said about her. Of course, she's not going to reply back, but it's it's like, dude, whatever they say, let them say what they're going to say. It is what it is. You know what I mean? You you don't have to 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 prove yourself or anything, because if you get mad at what they're saying, it's possible that maybe you think what they say is true. And if it's long, as long as it's not true, then you don't need to listen to it. And that's kind of how I've conditioned myself to kind of black out some of the bullshit, especially with my son, because there's a lot of haters on him. You know well, what I mean? Everybody so, hates everybody doing something. Yeah. And so we got a field, you know, some stuff and it's gotten bad. We've actually had to have security and stuff and people investigated. And it's and I've and, and just people that are just jealous, they've. They've threatened me. I'm like, well, listen, man, you know, you don't know who my wife is, but it's probably not the best thing to like threaten the husband of a international lawyer. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's who my kid, that's his stepmom. So like, of course we're going to protect our own. So if you're just jealous and you're going to talk shit and you're going to hurt my family or hurt my son. And what do you got against him, dude? All he does is fucking cut some fucking beautiful hair. And he fucking that, pro- he, he makes some music, dude. He's an artist. Like, leave him alone. Let him grind, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, the thing is, is that it's it's just there's just a lot of hate and jealousy, man. And and sometimes I think it's just that they just want attention. Yep. You know, they want to say something to get everybody that that's not paying attention to him to pay attention to him. And so, 
okay, when if you if you threaten my life, you threaten my son's life, you're right. gonna take that seriously. And, and the difference between you and I is that I have the money to have you investigated. Yeah. I have those resources. I don't come from the street, so you can't call me a snitch. That doesn't fucking apply to me. Right. You know what I mean? When my wife is a, is 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 who she is, like that that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. If you if you run your mouth and and you you threaten us in any way like that for nothing because we're not out there doing anything but just trying to yeah. live and well yeah then we, then we have those problems and we don't want that we're not we're peaceful people we just want to do music this is that's what I keep saying to everybody it's like this is just music man like this is what it is music yeah. it's supposed yeah. to be fun it's not supposed to be life threatening you're not supposed to, be supposed an, to die yeah it's supposed to be an outlet it's supposed to be in like like a way that you you. You it's expression. Talk your yeah. emotions. You know, you you fucking hey, I'm gonna write this shit down, and it makes you feel better about yourself when it comes out great. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's just, it's. I think that that it's just testosterone. This is why I think that women are are far advanced in the business world in, in music, because they don't. They don't have that dick to worry about because that's yep. what ruins everything for oh, us yeah. dudes. You know what I mean? Fucking and that, that so dominance. women are very clear-headed in yeah. business about what they're going to do. And at the same time, like, a woman is also uh, the most gangster. Like, she doesn't give a fuck about you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, she doesn't think, like, a guy will will check him. Like, should I fuck with this dude? You know, I don't know who this guy is. You know, a woman just doesn't give a fuck who you are. You know what I mean? Fuck She's, you, motherfucker. Exactly. This like, is a business a woman meeting, gonna, lady. <laughs> And I, I've I've told people I'm like, look, man. I said, don't. I've told people in the business and in real life. I'm like, don't fuck with women. Whatever you do, oh man, you know, they 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 think women are weak people. I'm like, listen. I said I could go into levels about how wrong you are. I said, but I'm just gonna give you one example. Go to World Star Hip Hop. Pull up any fight between dudes, okay? And these guys, boom, boom, boom. The key is to 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 knock them out and to leak them, okay? Mm-hmm. And it happens, it happens a lot. But if you took the same amount of girl fights and dude fights, you start to find out, you start to realize that the real gladiators are women. Mm-hmm. I've seen dudes full on mash a woman in her face, knock her down concussion style. And I've seen a woman roll back over, stand the fuck up and attack. And that to me is just amazing. It's amazing to see. And I tell them, so you, if, if if you, you can't honestly think that women are weak, not even in business because they're they're, This is how they are. You know what I mean? They're, 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 you don't fuck with women. Well, well, that's in business either. I think the same thing. I think the same thing because I like roasting people, like like making jokes, like you know, make a little fun, like roast or whatever. But then, a, if a woman comes back at me with a roast, it's so maniacal and so thought out. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I was just playing. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I, they'll, I just... they'll cut you. And the thing about it is, is, is that you know, as a dude too, you kind of like they they cut your balls. They got you. They got you cuffed because if you retaliate and you retaliate, stupid. It's your ass. You know right. what I mean? You that could you know, even if you were right, people are just gonna stick up for women. So I've always just thought women are just the superior 
Dude, it's crazy for a man to think that he's yeah. superior, and and I don't care if if a guy will you're a fucking pussy. Well, fuck you. I I know I'm just speaking truth. Dude, a man that thinks he's superior, put put a hot girl naked walking by him. I guarantee he shuts up. Oh man, the uh, most the most gets a whiff of it. He's like, I'm stupid as shit. Let's go. What's up? Yeah, the most deadliest assassins uh, are noted in history. They're called Medusas. And those are assassins in Mexico. And it's it's just their houses of they these assassins that raise women from from street level. Some of these women are, are orphans. And they find them before they're trafficked. But they basically take them into their homes or their houses and their clubs, basically, and they raise them to be assassins. And these women, their 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 accuracy is a hundred percent. Because they're the the baddest looking women you've ever seen in your entire life, and because of that beauty, and because of how well they're they're read and how well they're educated and all that, they're able to get into oh, yeah. the the hottest situations and take their targets out with ease, with yep. nothing. Dude's going into the room with you. Come into the room with me. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> I'm coming right now. Girl, you better and get it's ready just for this. Let me let me pour you a drink. Yeah. Let me pour you a let me pour you a drink, dummy. You know yeah. what I mean? You're so mesmerized and 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 you just with this little slipping. cleavage. What's up? Yeah, I'm gonna pour you a drink, silly goose. I mean, oh my god. And it's it's even it's more than that too. I mean, these women are also very combat, you know, trained and they 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 can do their thing, man. So it's it's crazy because I just I, I think it's funny when 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 dudes start that argument with well men are better than women like you you're stupid if I you're fucking dumb I yeah. mean these 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 women have children we can't even fucking get a a, a titty twister without fucking crying like bitches mm-hmm. but this woman is pushing out a full human out of her uterus and is eating fried chicken 45 minutes later talking shit we could never fucking do anything yeah. like that she it's shits a whole human that, being that out bro. The, the, it's not dumb. Shits an entire human out, and then she goes home that day. Get the fuck out of here, dude. If I shit no, a human man. being out, bro, I'm done for at least a month. Don't even don't it. even show me that kid. I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Jesus. Yeah. It's bad enough. No, but I, I love women. And, and here in Spain, man, women up until recently have been treated like shit. And it's finally... Uh, and I'm serious, like within the last few years that women have equal rights to men. But <clears throat> it's funny because here in Spain, man, the women, they rule the household anyways. Yeah, that's it's, dude it's about the woman. She's it, she's she's the boss, man. And every in almost every fucking place in the world, they fucking run the they run the house. Yeah. Taking care yeah. of these dude, feeding your dude. Most motherfuckers, if they didn't have a, a wife feeding them, they'd be hungry as fuck because they don't. Yeah, I ain't eating yeah. fucking ramen noodles again, dude. That shit's so fucking nasty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're having that, or are you you're making that example. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. I don't like ramen noodles, but yeah, I'm just most of them. A, a lot of people don't know how to take care of them fucking selves, dude. I can cook anything. Yeah. I'm a fucking chef. I mean, I that's I, I cook every every day. Yeah, that's that's my thing. I cook for my wife because I love doing it, man. You know what I mean? And it's she's, fun to do that too. And I, I just, I love doing it. It's therapy for me, bro. I listen to the news. I cook. 
and that's it. If I wasn't doing that, I'd be fucking bored because there's only so much music that I can work on in a day. My ears start to go to shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So after that, it's not, I don't know. And I, I have PlayStation and the Xbox and all that stuff, man. I, I, I start to get really like when I start to play it, I, I want to play, but I feel like I'm cheating myself out of time for some reason, which is crazy because I never used to think like that. Stream it. But I feel like there's other shit that I could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, that I could be doing. No, oh, I suck. If I streamed it, it'd be a fuck. Maybe it would be popular because I would die all the time. See, I'm, see, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Watch this dude fucking suck at Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But that would be me. I'm not I'm really streaming. good either, but I like streaming just with my boys, you know, just get, get, get with my boys, see how they were doing for the day and fucking stream. And I get to cut people's head off in the game I play, so. You know, it's pretty cool. You know, a little Plenty stress relief. But I stream it, dude. So it's <laughs> like I'm actually, I'm still working for like Brain Jerk while I'm fucking streaming because I'm doing, I'm, I got a YouTube channel, uh, Brain Jerk Gaming on there that I'm trying, nice. you know. So I feel like I'm at work right then too because so, so I got to find a way somehow. Yeah. I'm going to keep grinding yeah. some, some which way. I'm going to do something. Look, man, I, uh, I had about like maybe fifteen minutes, if that's cool with you, cats. Oh, you're cool because uh, it's about a. It'll be an hour anyway. That's perfect time. Awesome. I wanted to kind of shift gears really quick, and you know, recently, and I I don't want to bring the tone down, but I think it's super important, especially being from Monroe. Uh, one of my friends, um, I don't know if you guys had heard about Lucretia Brooks. Uh, she was murdered in Detroit and it's been, it's been a few months since it happened. And there was not a lot of stuff that had come out about it, but then recently her mother, Darlis had um, reached out to crime stoppers and now they're working with the Melvindale police to, to, to kind of, you know, piece together what really happened and bring her, you know, bring her uh, murderers to justice because it was brutal. So, just want to tell people, you know, that are that are watching and everything is is, um, you know, Monroe seems to get is starting to get hot. You know what I mean? There's a lot of gunfire that's happening. There was yep. another friend of mine; her daughter was was struck by gunfire in the head, and she's gonna make it. But she's doing all right. Know, she's doing all right, okay. man. She's she's pulling through, and um, so much love to the Alamo family too. And but. I'm sure you guys have all read it, man. There's, you know, the poor lady that got shot and put into the lake over there. And, and, and I don't know what that would be part of Monroe. That's like North West uh, Sumter and all that. So it's, you know, it just, I don't know. It hurts me when I do it because it, you know, it's nothing that I can do, but when I wake up and I'm 7,000 miles away and I see that all this kind of shit is happening in my city, I, I feel like, man, like what can be done and I guess the only thing is just awareness to everybody just to be aware and, and, and just be on your guard, man, because nothing is worth pulling out a gun and being shot over or shooting somebody. Yeah. Don't, you know what I mean? Don't get too wrapped up in that fucking that crazy shit, man. Right. I, I don't, you know, I've not had, how can I say, I haven't had a, a whole lot of, of, uh, of, um, how do you say interaction with the police um the interaction i've had with the police outside of monroe has always not been well and my experience with monroe police has always been actually kind of positive 
Yep. I've never. Me too. I've I have not, never I've had a sense. problem with Monroe police. They've always been really fucking cool to me when they could have, have messed me up for something stupid. They didn't. And, you know, I've never gotten yelled at by them or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and they've busted up parties and stuff like that. And they were always so cool, man. So kudos to them. My experience, my ex experience with Monroe police has always been pretty good everywhere else though. Oh, really? It's been rough. Yeah. And so that's why I give a, you know, a big, you know, everybody be safe out there. Just know your rights and try not to piss these cats off, man, because yeah. they, they just don't seem to be letting up yeah. on anybody, yeah. regardless if you're black, white or whatever. They're, they're, they're blazing people up and, and it's, <clears throat> it's, it's, be calm. Don't escalate the man, situation. Cause I have kids, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I have boys and, and we've had to had that talk before about, what to say to cops and how to act. And it's, yep. it's, it's horrible that we have to do that. But if we don't shit can happen that right. that's out of your control. Right. So, but getting back to Lucretia. So, you know, if anybody knows anything uh, about that crime stoppers is, is offering a reward. Um, I can maybe give some, some links later on to that, but just it's more of a, a a plea for everybody just to chill the fuck out, man. Smoke some weed. Yeah. Weed's legal. Weed's legal. We're not supposed to be shooting each other right now, yeah. man. We should be. We should be coming together, and we could fucking make this world a great place if we all came together and stopped hating each other. I mean, bro, could you imagine what we could do as a human race if we just fucking got along? Like. Yeah. Right, right now in history, like as we speak, like there's not a time right now ever that we can point back to where we weren't so in touch with people. Like if I want to read about an indigenous tribe in Africa, it takes me seconds. I could probably reach out and start talking to somebody right. from that tribe that I just read an editorial from because that's like literally communication is at the speed of thought. Yep. So. I believe that if in keeping that spirit, we should be able to do the same thing with peace. You know what I mean? And, and, and loving everybody and, and everybody being cool because we're not going to accomplish shit. If we're shitty people, yep. we're just, we're just fucking ourselves up. We're not progressing. And, and unfortunately as, as, as technology starts to evolve like that, if we're not with the attitude and the progression of technology and world, then you know the, the the sprocket is out of sync and that just points to chaos and there's I'm, just there's no organization in chaos what i see is everybody's worried about what everybody else is doing nobody's worried about what the fuck they're doing if we all just fucking got along and be like okay dude everybody's doing everything they need to do you, you start yeah. thinking about other motherfuckers and start thinking on plotting on motherfuckers dude, they're gonna plot on you too bro they're gonna be like oh they're plotting on me so i'm gonna plot on him and then fucking have some stupid shit go down and some poor little girl gets hurt it's it's i tell you man it's it's especially with women we we are leaving a very important demographic in the shadows right now and that is women from the ages of 18 to 35 who are single mothers who are having children and the fathers are not there to help with the raising of this baby, let alone finances. And so 
that whoa am i the only one now no you're not <laughs> you're not i just clicked the button because i'm sorry yeah so that 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 group of women that are that are to me are ignored okay because they're having they have children they have to take full responsibility for and they have a deadbeat who is not there to support emotionally or financially or they're financially but they're it's not enough you right. know what i mean and, and and that person's always trying to not pay so what happens is is that on paper those women make too much money to ask for any type of assistance mm -hmm. you understand yep. because on paper it says they're able to it, it looks this way but in reality it's not like that and so these women are literally tied they're shackled to a job and a way of life that is just enough. Yep. You know what I mean? Just enough and, to get by and feed their kids. And and the, the thing about that is is that you are we're missing the genius in these women. Because <clears throat> some of these women have unbelievable minds that need to be expanded they need to be explored we need to know these ideas we need to know who these women are they're they're great leaders yep. and we're and they're and we're missing them and we're missing who they are and what they could do for our world because they're stuck they're fucking stuck and there's nothing that that can help them and so eventually i want to create some kind of a program called catch up which pays the bills of of a woman for six months she is paid the, the the money she makes in her job goes to a bank account meanwhile the the idea is in six months time she's able to save that money that she's made so after the six months her bills are completely paid and she's got this half of her salary sitting in her bank account okay. what does that do that frees up the, the the bills going forward it gives her a little more time to possibly invest in some type of uh, classes or something oh. but you know what I mean? If 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 you woke up and you had, if you're making twenty thousand dollars and in six months you didn't have to pay any bills for six months, just work, 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 ten grand. And then one morning you woke up, you got ten G's in your in your, you know what I'm saying? That's yep. ten grand plus what you're making. That's the kind of support that we need to give these young ladies. They need to have that that chance to get themselves out of that rut. You know what I'm saying? Because once they you can get, start investing in yourself, there's no fucking, there's no stopping you. Once you start investing in yourself, you just got to get that investment money. And think about what that does. That just opens up the opportunities for these women to to be in better positions to to heal this world, like the mothers that they are. And so I think that's what we're, we're kind of missing that. And that's that's something that that I really would like to work on in the future. That's obviously going to take billions of dollars to do. But we, if we can spend, you know, $30 billion on a fucking plane that we don't even use, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. just one of those fucking planes could could support these women. Yep, just one. You know? Just, just one, one of your cool cars that you have, 14 of them. You know, you know one of your saying? cool, you know? And, and, and elevate the, 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 that woman. You, you, you give her an opportunity to realize her visions and... and and people, well, what about men? I'm like, look, man, I'm not saying that I it's wouldn't. Easy have, you know, that... It's I'm easy for a man. I'm sorry. It's easy to do that, like as a man. It's easy man to go is find a, little a more job. Valuable, meaning he can go yep. different places. You're yep. right. Yeah, but women are fucking stuck like yep. Chuck, man, and they're stuck. Yeah, for real. And that's and and if a man feels stuck, he just fucking leaves. And yeah, that's what it is, dude. It's 
it is it is a uh i don't know i just this world the way it, the way it's working out right now is kind of weird but i just feel i have hope too i know that that eventually we're all going to get out of this rut we all just need to put our heads together and i guess the only other thing is i keep waiting for the fucking aliens to show up like when right like, I when are you guys showing up you guys need to help us out here yeah. real shit man like, hey. velcro is not enough yep yeah. <laughs> um uh Plug yourself in and every everywhere we can find you, and then we'll, we got one more question for you before you get off here. All right. Well, you can catch me on Facebook at Frankie Biggs, uh, just like it's spelled F R N K I E B I G G Z. Same with Instagram. Like all my handles from Twitter, IG, uh, TikTok, but I'm not doing TikTok videos. I'm just more for promotion. But Facebook. But given that I'm 48 years old, Facebook seems to be the 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 mode for me for the best communication. So you can find me there. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, one last thing, the state of the world, what are you going to say? Mm. Get over yourself. Boom. Boom. That's it. That's it. Get Short and sweet. That does, get that over says yourself. Everything. That's it for episode 65. Okay, that's it for episode 65 of Pillar Talk. Thank you for coming in, dude. It was wonderful meeting you, bro. Um, I hope everything is great, dude, and I hope to see you at the Olympics, bro. Do that movie and invite us. Yep. Yeah, do that movie, bro. If you ever need any actors, bro, I'm here. I love to be a drug dealer. I would love to involve the whole city. So, yeah, definitely. You'd love to be a drug dealer? Yeah. I just want to sell drugs. Yeah, I, I just want to sell dope, bro. Just let me do it. All right, man. You're the uh, drug dealer. Thank All right, you. All right. You guys. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah, have a good day, guys.